So, Caitlin, who are we going to cancel today? We are canceling celebrities who abuse their power. Oh, that's a long list. (laughs) But there is one in particular that has been in the news recently, and I have a feeling we're going to have a really interesting discussion about it. Hey, everyone. I'm Caitlin Burns. And I'm Oliver Ash Klein. And you're listening to... Daddy. The show where we take a closer look at all of the panic around cancel culture. With thoughtful analysis. And verbal shitposting. So, Kate, have you seen the Barbie movie yet? I have not. <gasps> you know, I am one of the few that is neither Barbie nor Oppenheimer. Blasphemy. And it remains to be seen if I'm going to turn into one of those people that becomes obnoxious about not seeing either of them. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, no. No, don't be one of those obnoxious people who's just like very staunchly like, no, I haven't. Yeah. But like you don't and have then, to like, see it. And then like 15 years from now, I'll see them both, you know, and then like I won't tell anybody. Okay, so one of one of my deepest, darkest secrets that I haven't... I don't think I've said this on the internet. I have found Killian Murphy so hot since I was, like, in high school. Um, yeah. And I don't even know if that's how you say his name. So, like, that's, the, that, that's like, the level of the parasocial <laughs> relationship I've had. I've just been, like, this is a pretty, really pretty yeah. man. And I've thought so, uh, since high school and I haven't, like, taken... I don't care enough to figure out if... Uh, how to say his name. Though my mom did one time buy me a Killian Murphy pillow... Um, that was in my house for a while. (laughs) Um, But I will not see Oppenheimer because uh, it sounds terrible. Um, I just... And now I'm seeing all of these, like, all this coverage of of Killian on, like, Mm -hmm. the Cuts Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my God. Am I, like, am I a basic cis woman? (laughs) You know, Oliver, I'm going to just leave that question unanswered. You know, I I can't remember the last time I saw something with him in it. I know he's in like Peaky Binders, but that's another thing I never saw. It's like mediocre. I just I just watch it to to This is so embarrassing. Um, anyway. Oh my god. Who am I? I think we're canceling you this episode. We should. We should definitely cancel me. Um, who? Okay. Disaster bisexual here. <laughs> um, anyway, today, um, I think that we have a really interesting conversation about celebrity and power and abuse. Um, and so I think we should get into that instead of continuing to. I see um, you're trying to sweep it under the rug now. <laughs> So today, I think that we're going to have a really interesting conversation about the lawsuit uh, that's been filed against Lizzo and some of the larger questions that raises and some of what that brings up to us. For those who aren't up to date on what's been going on, um, here's like a quick summary that uh, I took partially from the Washington Post after doing a bunch of reading. Basically, 
there's a lawsuit that alleges that three dancers were exposed to a sexually charged and uncomfortable work environment and that harassment was so severe or pervasive that it made their employment conditions intolerable. After this lawsuit was filed, more people who have worked with Lizzo have come forward uh, to substantiate some of these claims. And so, yeah, um, that's what we are going to talk about. Yeah, it's pretty ugly stuff uh, being alleged in this lawsuit. And um, I actually heard from more than one listener who wanted to hear from us specifically about this. So I uh, am horrified by the allegations, but excited to have a discussion about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the allegations um, are are disturbing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that and I don't. I personally don't want to go into the too many of the specific details. Um, that's not what I'm terribly interested in. But mm-hmm. you know, the big one that everyone is talking about in terms of um, creating a sexually charged environment is that Lizzo allegedly invited dancers to come see um, a performance. Did not let them know that it would be nude performers. Mm-hmm. And pressured one of the employees to um, touch one of the new performers in a way that they weren't comfortable with. And so, you know, lack of respect for for boundaries and bodily autonomy, I think, is is what the what that allegation kind of demonstrates. You know, I think a lot of people have been surprised by this because it's seems to be, you know, very against Lizzo's public persona. Uh, Her public persona is like very uh, body positive, very empowering, very feminist. It's worth noting, too, she has denied the allegations. Um, She released a statement in early August uh, saying that she was hurt by the allegations and uh, that the lawsuit was unbelievable and, quote, outrageous. So just want to get that out there also uh that that she denies all of this yeah and i think you know what what the allegations are i do not i i mean i don't work in this world but i do not think are that outrageous for anyone who's a celebrity um in like hollywood or the music industry it is not Mm -hmm. any kind of secret that abuse is horribly rife in that industry you know people really want to be successful want to be known want to be um part of this world and so it makes it really um it's a it's sort of a breeding ground for taking advantage of people One thing that I think is interesting and uh, I'm curious if you want to talk about is um, there were allegations that she was like very tightly scrutinizing the dancer's weight. And of course, this was shocking because Lizzo herself is a target of constant vitriol around her weight. And this really hit home to me, you know, as a person who is fat uh that there's layers here that i think are worth exploring um and i'm curious if you have thoughts on it so when i was looking into when i was trying to read up on those allegations specifically um i found a lot of the writing around it was kind of like weasel wordy or like not direct it was unclear to me from like reading um, what that shame around weight 
looked like. Um, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, celebrities who want everything to like look just so. Um, and, you know, and so while it would be, you know, well, that's really disappointing um, if that's true, it, it and is, you know, particularly um, hypocritical, you know, I, I guess it just wouldn't surprise me that much. Yeah, I guess uh, part of what has bothered me about all of this is when I saw the allegations first pop up, especially on Twitter, um, it was it was particularly a lot of men who took it as an opportunity to shit on Lizzo Ugh. herself about her weight again. Uh, and that that really bothered me. Like, yeah, that like just it, even if all of these allegations are true, like that still isn't like an acceptable thing. And they basically like ignored all of the more horrific things. Um, and I don't know, like uh, that's the part that I that I found most worthy of um, talking about, particularly for us as a show about like Internet culture in general and especially social media is like how do we how do we navigate these conversations right because you have all of the worst people in the world basically like calling her a hypocrite and all of this which might be true but also like there were other things that were done that were worse than that and it seems like this is just you know, people flogging their favorite hobby horse when it comes to like Lizzo discourse. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think first we have to just like ignore the people who aren't engaging in good faith, mm-hmm. uh, giving them any air, like does not do anything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that when you're in the public eye, um, some, some level of harassment is unfortunately unavoidable mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't make it okay um, right. Like it's it's not acceptable that that Lizzo is getting harassed. We are all capable of causing harm um, and perpetuating harm. And we are all capable of being harmed. Mm-hmm. I think that one thing that, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that I think we need to be talking in relation to this is like, you know, it's it's great to have representation or to have you know people who look like you pushing for diversity whatever at the end of the day like diversity and inclusion isn't going to save us isn't going to radically change the world when you get diversity and inclusion you get people who are able to thrive in this really fucked up system rising to the top Mm -hmm. right and so those often aren't people that like are aligned with my values Mm -hmm. um those are often going to be people who are going to disappoint um who are going to and you know i think um you know abuse their power in some way and sometimes that's intentional sometimes it's they you know have bought into a system and they really are trying to do their best Mm -hmm. um you know it it kind of runs the gamut but i do think that uh when you have a certain amount of power um, it makes you really prone to abusing that power. And especially mm-hmm. if you're in a culture in an industry where abuse of power is so pervasive and so normalized that it's just like, oh, this is just how things are done. This is just how it is. Mm-hmm. And you're not questioning that. You're not checking yourself. You're yeah. like, 
And most people get totally drunk with that kind of power. They get completely intoxicated by it. Yeah. And so like, yes, Lizzo has allegedly done some very bad things, but I'm, I'm less concerned with like canceling and tearing down her and more concerned with like, okay, what does this mean about our system and what needs to change? Because we Mm -hmm. get all, we get allegations about bad bosses, about bad celebrities, like, it's, it's never going to end. No amount of public shaming, no amount of these things coming out is going to change that. The only thing that changes that is like some really big fundamental things about our society changing, mm-hmm. right? It, abuse of power not being normalized, that no one having that kind of power. Um, and so... Yeah, I don't know. Can the system can the system be changed? So I don't think that the system's going to like radically change, but I think we can build things outside it and give the system less power. Yeah. The system is incentivized to continue as it is. Like the the idea that anyone who is like risen to the level Lizzo has under capitalism isn't going to be incredibly disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like that's not realistic. Well that's kind of depressing. <laughs> it's the world we live in. It it is kind know, of depressing. <laughs> but you know how can we how how can we can we support you know smaller artists? Can we um, you know, I've been working on listening to more like smaller trans artists. I've mm-hmm. been looking to, to do things like that just to be because like I don't want to engage as much in, you know, the celebrity culture and our, our you know, mainstream media culture. I mean, I do I do watch I'm, I'm watching a terrible Netflix series right now that's definitely engaging in that culture. But, you know, um, and, and we don't you know, that is so much of our, our culture and how things work. We can't completely opt out of it. But what, uh-huh. what can we do to kind of, yeah, promote smaller folks and, you know, not make celebrity such a such this huge thing? Mm hmm. Yeah, there's also something that you said, too, for who typically is getting hit with these allegations. Like, it's not. It's not the cis white guys like it is. But it's more likely to be somebody who's already marginalized as well. So, like. Let's say in a hypothetical world. Everybody in in the entertainment industry is equally abusive, like everybody with power is equally abusive. The ones we're more likely to hear about are going to be the marginalized performers that are doing that abuse, right? So there's like an attention thing to all of this uh, that is always going to be a factor with this stuff. Um, and that's not to say, that's not to defend Lizzo, because I, from what I've read, again, it's completely disgusting. Um, like... I'm very concerned about it, but there there are power dynamics within the power dynamics. Yeah, yeah, I I have thought about that a little bit, um, and I'm not quite sure what like I'm kind of still working through how I feel about that. I do know, like I had, I used to work at a um, feminist nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And when someone in leadership over there once was like complaining about how like, oh, all of these women CEOs are getting torn down and like, why aren't the men getting torn down kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And I was so I just I I don't agree with 
that because mm-hmm. I don't think like I think that like girl boss feminism is not going to save us in the same way like like it's just not it's not going to save us and diversity and equity isn't going to save us um and so like I, i you know i think i think my issue is is less on oh you know, certain people who are marginalized are getting more Mm -hmm. targeted. It's less that and more like we are targeting individuals rather than looking at the larger system Mm -hmm. that is allowing this to happen because like, like no one should be doing that. But Mm -hmm. like we live in a world where a ton of people have power to do that kind of thing. And so like, why, why aren't we looking at systems? Why are we just continually calling out individuals and just doesn't fix anything? Yeah. It's, it's not better informing the public. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you know, when it, there's investigative stories into bad workplaces, like why aren't we doing systems reporting? Because like one bad workplace is not outside of the norm. Yeah. Like a lot of workplaces are really bad, maybe most. Um, yeah, I, I just have a problem with like the entire way these conversations mm-hmm. are framed and how we move about it because it just um, – yeah, it, it's not going to fix anything. So, Kate. Yes. Are you ready for some out-of-context cancellations? Yes, I am. I would like to cancel discourse. All of it. All of it? Mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about? Like, the weather? We're now going to have a peaceful podcast that does not activate our nervous systems. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's going to be good for listenership. <laughs> going to be very boring (laughs) we're going to talk about our hobbies we're going to nerd out a little bit let's go (laughs) cancel me cross stitch are you do you do cross stitch i do not (laughs) but it's something that (laughs) i like to pretend that i do to seem more interesting (laughs) uh we're also going to cancel the union cyclist day Cy- I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this in American English. Cyclist. Um, <laughs> the Union Cyclist International or the UCI um, for their transphobia. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, they came down with some bullshit transphobic ruling and I'm not here for it. And I'm sorry that I'm a dumb American who can't <laughs> pronounce things. Um, I'm from Texas and I think, you know, that's just how it is. I took high school French. I think it's Union Cyclist International. I think you're going to get canceled for that. Probably. No, uh, can we also add FIDE, which is the International Chess Federation, to this? Because they just banned trans women from women's chess. Fucking what? chess. Fucking from chess? chess. <laughs> what is that bullshit? Like, it's not sports. It's chess. And they're oh basically going... You know, men have a biological brain advantage now. Like, where does this stuff end? Wait. This is wait. clearly weird. Did they, did, they, did they say men are smarter than women? Basically. Did they say men are smarter than women? They essentially said that, yeah. Uh, they Their rules are um, completely over the top. Uh it's blatantly clear to me now that this is long since moved away from any quote unquote feminist efforts and has passed well into just men who are in charge of these sports or these organizations just 
throwing their weight around calling men superior to women. And I don't think we should stand for it anymore. I agree. I mean, apologies for the context. But fuck, I'm mad about this. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Fucking chess, bro. Like. Come on, man. Also going to cancel Glenn Youngkin in his administration. Yeah, fuck the Virginia governor. Uh, I uh, appreciate this next one because I am currently sweating my you-know-what's off uh, and we're going to cancel this heat wave. Bless. Yeah, fuck this heat wave. It's not It's not a good time. Yeah. It's not a good time. It was like, I don't know, like 75 degrees for the first time last week yeah. after being like 100. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> and now it's hot again. And I'm just like, fuck this. We're also canceling <laughs> the Fifth Circuit Court. Is there context for that one? There is. What is it? They just put in new restrictions on medication abortion. <sighs> of course. Yeah, fuck the Fifth Circuit. You're canceled. <laughs> cancel them all. Um, we're also going to cancel Linus Tech Tips and the Linus Media Group. Yeah, I, I have no idea what the context is for this one. Canceled. Canceled. We're also going to cancel the idea that Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is somehow the anti-Trump. <laughs> and I'm assuming that has to do with all of the, the indictments that came down in Georgia this week. But like... That man is just as evil as every other Republican. Yeah, if you're trying to, you know, build a, a Christian nationalist white supremacist society, uh, he, no. <laughs> no, just no. No. <laughs> and if you want to submit your out-of-context cancellation, you can support our show on Patreon. Yeah, signing up will give you some great perks, like access to our Discord channel and early access to a lot of our shows. You can even get your name read in our show credits. And all of your support helps us become a weekly show. And get more information at patreon.com slash cancel me daddy. Yeah, and I just want to let folks know that, um, you know, I know that sometimes we're a little bit off schedule because life and stuff. And that means uh, in the past that has meant that our early episode subscribers have gotten sometimes gotten the episode not that much earlier about at the same time as everyone else um and so a change that uh we're going to be making is that even when our episodes are late our early tier patreons are going to get everything at least 24 hours before everybody else so yeah just want to give everybody a heads up on that and hope that uh folks are happy with that change Today's show was made by me, Oliver Ash Klein, and my incredible co-host, Caitlin Burns. Dee Peterschmidt made our theme song, and Eden M.W. designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially the members of our Cancelor Hall of Fame, with the great power to cancel all of their enemies, Meg. We appreciate your support. Happy canceling. <laughs> <laughs>